0: Amen.
1: Good morning. It is a beautiful morning. Sun shining. Good to see you all today. This is we're here together to to worship. And it is awesome to see each of you. And uh, today I'm going to talk about rejoicing. I'm going to talk about rejoicing always. Um. You know, God's timing, God's purpose is perfect. God's timing and God's purpose on our lives is perfect. doesn't mean we're perfect. We're not called to be perfect. We're called to strive for perfection, but we're called to be obedient. And when our obedience and God's timing and His purpose are together, Some amazing things can happen. Some amazing things can happen. You see, our joy and what we rejoice about sometimes can't be seen. It has nothing to do with a football game, even the second half. I mean, it has nothing to do with it. Sometimes things don't turn out like I like, but I'll tell you, I'm so blessed. I'm blessed to be your pastor I'm blessed to be serving in a community that that loves the Lord, loves each other, and wants to help each other. You see, again, God's will and his purpose on our lives are perfect. His timing is perfect. This morning, I want to start with a question. What is God's will for you? What is God's will for you? Of course, if we don't know the Lord, his will is for all of us to to come to know him. But if we've accepted his salvation, what's his will for us today? What are we supposed to be doing? Sometimes his message and the message we get from reading scripture is pretty clear. And today, I'm going to read one verse, and then I'm going to refer back to a couple of verses that, that go along with it that will complete the sentence, but today's scripture is, rejoice always. Rejoice always. I looked at the translation of that, and I traced it back, and I, I've, I've come up with a great, great definition of that. It means to rejoice always. Okay? It means to rejoice always. That's that's it. We can go home now, right? (laughs) Not quite. Sorry, Charlie. But we are called to rejoice always. And again, it's clearly in the Scripture that right here that we are supposed to rejoice always. We're supposed to rejoice in our life. We're supposed to rejoice in the things that God has blessed us with. We're supposed to rejoice when we're young. Ecclesiastes 11.9 says, Rejoice, young man, while you are young, and let your heart cheer you in the days of your youth. Follow the inclination of your heart and the desire of your eyes, but know that for all things God will bring you into judgment. Rejoice. Y'all are still youth. You see, deep down I'm a youth pastor. That's what I am. I mean, I'm a teacher, I'm a youth pastor. That's really what God has called me to do. So you all are blessed. My youth have just gotten older than they used to be. But you all are still youth. But you know why? Do you know why you're still youth? Eternity is a long time. And we had not even gotten started together yet. We're all youth. So we need to be rejoicing in our youth. We need to be rejoicing in what God blesses us with. We need to rejoice in our work. We need to rejoice in our work. Ecclesiastes 2.24 says, There is nothing better for mortals than to eat and drink and find enjoyment in their toil. This also I saw is from the hand of God. Rejoice in your work. If you're retired, rejoice in your retirement. But rejoice in your work. You're still called. Even if you're retired, you're called to do some work. Rejoice in it. Have fun. There's nothing better than serving together and working and sweating and looking at each other and thinking, man, this is what it's all about. We need to rejoice as we labor. As we labor for his kingdom. We need to rejoice in life and with each other, with our family. Ecclesiastes nine says, enjoy the life with the wife whom you love. All the days of your vain life that are given you under the sun because that is your portion in life and your toil at which you toil under the sun. Enjoy your families. Enjoy your spouses. We're called to rejoice in who God has put in our lives and who we do this work together with. We're also called to rejoice in the things that God has given us. Who's eaten this morning? Who has eaten this morning? Who had air to breathe? Who had air to breathe? Who's got clothes on their back? Everybody. This is uh, something that we need to do more often. You see, God blesses us with way more than we, we need. Way more than we deserve. I think John told me this morning he's blessed with more. God's blessed with more than he needs. This morning. What a sermon. God has given us what we need. First Timothy six seventeen says, Instruct those who are rich in the present world not to be conceited or to fix their hope on the uncertainty of riches, but on God who richly supplies us with all things to enjoy. We need to enjoy the things that God has blessed us with. Again, he's blessed us with each other. He's blessed us with food in our mouth. He's blessed us with clothes. He's blessed us with a beautiful morning. Man, we need to be rejoicing. Who is ready to rejoice in here this morning? Of course, we need to rejoice responsibly. Right? Something good happens and somebody else is down. We don't really want to kind of rub it in. We want to rejoice and we want to lift other people up. You see, in our rejoicing, we don't need to bring each other down. We need to lift each other up. don't know what skill I really have that I've been blessed with, but I'm an encourager. I know that. I like to encourage people. I like to encourage. I love to see what the Lord is doing in your life. Some people say, well, you just see the glass half full. I don't. I see it all the way full. I see it overflowing. That's the God I serve. He's blessed us with more than the glass will hold. He has blessed us with more than the glass will hold. He's blessed us with more than the bucket will hold. He's blessed us more than this church will hold. We're full of His blessings. We need to rejoice in our salvation. We need to rejoice in our salvation. We need to rejoice in knowing that He has saved us from our sins. Luke ten twenty says, Nevertheless, do not rejoice at this that the Spirit submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. We rejoice because our eternity is secured, not because of anything that we've done, but because of what Jesus Christ has done for us. His love, His grace, His will, His timing is perfect. And again, when our obedience matches that, some beautiful things can happen. You see, we need to rejoice in the kingdom of God Romans 14, 17 says, For the kingdom of God is not food and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. If you have the Holy Spirit dwelling in you, you should have joy in your heart right now. If you have breath in your lungs, you should have joy right now. We should rejoice because we're blessed with the fruit of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit's dwelling in Galatians 5.22 says, By contrast, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, and faithfulness. We should be rejoicing because of God, not because of us. Because of what He's doing in our lives, not because of anything that we can do. The rest of um, the scripture this morning, if I go on and I read the 17th and 18th verse, actually I'm going to read it all, I'm going to start at the 16th and i read through eighteen. It says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. You see, that's the will of God. That's what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be rejoicing. We're supposed to be praying. We're supposed to be giving thanks. We have different callings in our life, but we're all called to do those things. Rejoice always. We rejoice. Sometimes we need to rejoice because we have physical strength. We can get up and walk. We can get up and come to church. We can get up and do the things that we want to do. We need to rejoice because it's good for us. We need to rejoice. Yeah, things get tough. Who's felt heartache? Who's felt heartache in their life? Who has felt... Like, your burden is so heavy that you can't take another step. It's hard to rejoice in those times. But the thing about it is, we rejoice in those times because we have joy that's eternal. Again, I've explained the difference between joy and happiness before, but I want to do it again because I think it's very important. Happiness is based on circumstances. We can't always be happy. We can't be happy and sad at the same time. It doesn't work that way. But even in times when we're sad, we can have joy in our heart. We can have joy because of his many blessings. There's things I've experienced in my life that I haven't, I haven't enjoyed. The night my dad passed away is a night I'll never forget. It's in my mind forever. And I'll never forget when he took his last breath, tears came. Those tears I felt, yeah, I was sad because I was losing one of the best dads that ever walked the earth. But I felt joy at the same time because the Lord had blessed me with such great parents. Again, my mom's birthday is today, and I'm thankful for my mom still being here. And I'm thankful for my wonderful dad. And see, I could have joy at that moment. I could have joy at that moment, but I couldn't have happiness. I was not happy. We're supposed to rejoice always. That joy is eternal, just like the eternal salvation that Jesus has given us through his love, his grace, and his sacrifice. That's why when burdens get so heavy, when we give them to him, when we put them at the foot of the cross, we can be lifted up. You see, when we're weighed down, when we're weighed down, and we have a relationship with Christ and the the Holy Spirit's dwelling within us, we can still be joyful. You see, a joyful heart is good medicine. Somebody asked me the other day, he said, are you always happy? I said, no. But I always have joy. Sometimes you can't tell it because I get so much junk in the way because I'm selfish. I'm selfish. I like things to go the way I like them to go. And when they don't go my way, sometimes I get mad. And sometimes I'll pitch a fit. Thought I might get an amen, but <laughs> a little laughter will work. Because sometimes I forget. <laughs> amen. Amen. <laughs> but... Uh, Even in those times, if I really rely on the Holy Spirit and I let all my selfish desires get out of the way, I can still rejoice. I can still rejoice because I rejoice in the Lord. I don't rejoice in me. I rejoice in what he's done for me. I don't rejoice in my circumstances. It's the Lord, through the Lord is how we find the ability to rejoice always. Philippians 4.4 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say, rejoice. You see, his salvation, and I keep saying his salvation because it's his. He gives it to us. He shares it with us. But his salvation is the source of much joy. That's what Psalm 21.1 promises. It says, In your strength the king rejoices. O Lord, and in your help how greatly he exalts. You see, He grants joys to those who love Him. His mercy is the source of great joy. His mercy. I'm glad that God doesn't give me what I deserve. I can rejoice that He doesn't. When I mess up, He always forgives me. When I repent, He restores me, not because of me. I rejoice not because of me, but I rejoice because of his forgiveness, his grace, his mercy, and his love. You see, in his presence, there is fullness of joy, and he'll abide with us forever. You see, sometimes things do get hard. And sometimes we feel like we're alone. But you see, we can still call on the power of the Almighty God. We have a relationship with the creator of the universe. We can pray without ceasing because he wants to hear from us. He wants to give us messages. He wants to talk to us through his word. So we need to pray and read his word daily if we're going to rejoice always. Because if you listen to what's going on in the world and what's going on everywhere else, if you're not relying on communicating with God and, and through reading His Word, then you won't be able to sing praises. The only way we can sing praises is because we serve a risen Savior. You see, we need to sing praises. Some of you are more gifted than I singing praises. When I say some of you, just about everybody I'm looking at is more gifted than I at singing praises. But I sing anyway. My dad did sing better than me, but uh, he would sing the same song over and over and over again. Sometimes it was really good, and then, but he would sing it. He would sing. We were working at a, at, a, at a body shop one day doing some work. We were there all day, and my dad sang the same line of the same song all day. And I'll never forget one of the guys that worked there. He said, Bill, that used to be my favorite song. (laughs) Yeah. But guess what? My dad kept singing. Because he wasn't doing it to please that man. He was singing praises to God. We need to sing. And when I sing, I'm not doing it for you. I'm doing it for him. He loves me anyway. You see, we need to spend time with people. Also that make us happy with people that give us joy. We need to be filled up with joy. And we need to rely on each other for that. We need to encourage each other. If we don't, it's a long and and, and lonely world out here. We need God, but we need each other. Call somebody today, tell them you love them. Call somebody today and tell them you're thankful for them. Call somebody today and tell them that God loves them. That brings joy. Spend time with people you love. Lead others to Christ. Lead others to Christ. I I was actually asked a question the other day in class. A student came to me and he he pointed to another young man and said, Can you convince his dad, that there's a God. And I said, I can show him God's love. I can tell him how God's working in my life. But until he experiences the grace of God, it's hard to convince anybody. If you're not convinced, you don't try to convince people with science, or you don't try to convince people there's a God. You try to love people. You love, you love like God loves People don't care how smart you are. They don't care how much you know. They care how you love them. And when you tell them that love, in all circumstances, comes from God, they know there is a God. When they see you rejoicing, when things are falling apart, and you tell them that's because I love God and I serve a risen Savior, they can see God working through you. You don't need to give anybody a dissertation. They don't care about your dissertation. You need to show them His love. You see, what's, what's God's will for you? I asked you that question at first, but I can tell you it's to rejoice always. It's to rejoice in the Lord. It's to rejoice in the blessings He has given you. Rejoice both physically and spiritually with all that He's blessed us with. It doesn't mean that we never suffer hardship. But when we're in His service, there can still be great joy. When we're in His service, we can have joy that people don't understand. You see, even in hardships, we can show the love of Christ. We can rejoice that we serve a risen Savior. We can rejoice that we have eternity. And if we're not using that to encourage people, we're missing our calling. If we're not using what God has gifted us with to encourage people and show His love through your life, if that's not what we're doing, we're missing His calling. That's what we're all called to do. That's His will for all of us. This morning, again, I want to encourage you to call somebody. Tell them you love them. Tell them God loves them. I think you might have heard me say this before. I love you, but God loves us more than we can even imagine. That's the love we need to be showing. That's the joy that we need to be showing. That's why we can rejoice. This morning, if you're here and you're not rejoicing, if you haven't experienced that saving grace of Jesus Christ, or you've gotten burdened down with with different things that are going on in your life, and you're ready to hand those over to God, this altar is always open. This altar is always open. We have a wonderful church. We have a wonderful church, and we serve a risen Savior. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for, for allowing us to rejoice, Lord. Thank you for blessing us with more than we deserve. Lord, although there's a, there, there, there are hard times, Lord, we struggle Lord, we get burdened with things that are going on around us, Lord. We get burdened with things that are going on in our life, Lord. I just pray that, uh, that we rely on the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord. We quit trying to do it on our own. It's hard to rejoice when you're trying to do it on your own. Lord, I pray that we just lean on those eternal things that you've promised us. In Jesus' name, amen.